Hello, and welcome to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hatfield. Smith. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And we are back. Uh, let's break down a little bit of the news that's been going on this week since we last left you all. Mm. Um, so you can order a high-calorie pizza, turn off your text message notifications, take zero accountability, and go all out because it's official. Teddy Mellencamp has been let go from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We did it. Move the furniture. I want to do a backflip. Congratulations, you guys. I want to do a Tom Cruise jump on the couch. (laughs) No more Theobor. No more Theobor. (laughs) (laughs) This was exciting. It was, I think, just a rumor last time we recorded and it became official throughout the week. Uh, Not a lot to say here, except thank God. Uh, It's been three it's yeah. been three years. Teddy has been uh, the definition of go on, girl, give us nothing energy. And we're <laughs> finally rid of her. Oh, yeah. God bless. Yeah. She's been in the middle and the cause of a lot of big stories and given nothing. Well, yeah, we're not going to spend 100%. any more time talking about her. Except a little no. bit. Um, one, of our, <laughs> one of our listeners, <laughs> this, and then we won't talk about her ever again. One of our listeners, Lindsay Rue from Instagram, um, she contacted us this week and pointed out that Teddy's professional account at Go All In by Teddy turned off all of her comments. So you can't read old comments. You can't leave new comments on any post. Um, so she is just continuing to stand by her decision to back this don't eat anything company like nothing's wrong that's a so, firm stance to take <laughs> it is. am i to understand here that her company that was built on the premise of weight loss through bullying does not <laughs> want to be bullied on the internet that is that's what it sounds like luckily <laughs> teddy's personal account still has comments so there are ways to troll ladies and gentlemen we just have to be creative about it even her goodbye video was boring. <laughs> yeah, it she was. was like, when she started it, I was like, oh. I fast-forwarded yeah, I, it. Like, I stopped 30 I, seconds in. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a cute kid. And then, oh, okay. I laughed out loud at, I don't want to bore you, but then the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but then she was boring. <laughs> it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Lindsay Rue, for that. And on that note, we have a little bit of an announcement to make. If you have any thoughts Um, opinions, news items that you want to share with us or anything that you think we might be interested in getting our eyes on, uh, please send them to knowthatpod at gmail.com and we will uh, appropriately look through and share what we find relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Nudes of Joe Gorga, whatever you got. If you don't think if you don't have anything nice to say, please sit by us on the internet. <laughs> We're the May West of the internet. <laughs> That's not the yeah. first time I got that. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> have you guys been following? It just broke very recently. And it's not even news really, because we we knew and we covered that Nini was uh leaving Housewives. However, we got there, we got there. But uh, Wendy Williams was on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live on Sunday night and kind of went in on Nene, prefacing it by saying, now I'm her friend, but then said every single option that Nene would have for a spinoff 
on Bravo or otherwise would be boring and, and kind of said she wasn't sure how she was going to feed herself. Um, I will say Uh within that interaction, Andy kind of defended Nini in his way, but Nini didn't see it that way because she blew up Twitter on Monday with a lot of comments, uh, basically insinuating that Wendy is on Coke. And, and Andy, Andy too, right? I don't know about that, but said he was racist and, and kind of threatened a lot of, sir, you'll see, yeah. you're going to see what's going to happen here. What's going to happen here? <laughs> I don't know. Well, but a couple, uh, like earlier in that day, before Watch What Happens Live aired, she said, I'm so, on." this was Twitter also, she said something along the lines of, I'm glad that Andy can support Teddy for being honest about how she was let go. Hopefully he'll be fine if I do the same. So then I feel like Wendy talking shit and Andy, not really co-signing, but I guess Nene didn't see it as a defense. She, she went loose. My thing is like, she, she also posted about how like every other, she was the only black OG housewife and every other housewife got uh, promoted and given more time, more episodes and she didn't, but I, I think she left out the fact that she like assaulted a crew member and right. was put basically on, what is it, punishment, suspension? So I feel her playing that she's the victim of racism. I mean, Andy Cohen might very well be racist. It, I mean, let's be real. But he was fine up until this with you. Like, you could have been said something. You left the show. You come back. Now you're not getting what you want. Now he's racist. We have a reason. Like, you don't deliver in the, the reunions. You set out the season because you were violent. Like, all I see is your behavior as to why you aren't being used and you're blaming racism. As a black person, that's a slap in the face and it makes me angry. And I like Nene, or at least I did. I've always liked her. I don't know how I feel about her now doing this, but I don't know. Other than that, I don't really have any opinion on her. I feel like even if she does have stories and accounts of him being racist and of racist moments, the examples she's giving are not supporting that. So it looks a little like boy who cried wolfie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to follow this where it goes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hear, I hear it all. Nini has not been, we've, we've said it. She's not been her best on the show because yeah. I think there might be something else happening with her. Um, that, of course, does not mean that Andy is not uh, maybe biased in his reverence toward OG housewives. Right. Because in a lot of ways, I mean, I know I know Sheree was on the show, and um, I think that might be the only other Atlanta housewife who kind of started the show with Nene that yeah. continued. Um, but he, there, there does seem to be a way that he regards Nini that feels less than in a way that I don't see with Bethany, who decided to not film the day before she was supposed to start the season, but has her on with open arms to watch what happens live. And I don't, I don't know. It's hard to kind of get a sense for how that looks to us without knowing everything behind the scenes. But then it doesn't look great sometimes. So I, I don't know. He defended her uh, last, on Sunday, but it's still, I, 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 Nini started the way that we think of housewives. Nini is like the founding father. She would be on 
the Mount Rushmore of housewives. And it doesn't always feel yeah. like she gets that due from him. Right. I just feel like after years of seeing how Nini is in relationships, I can't say that she is not a big part of whatever problem they have between them because I haven't seen her not be a problem in a relationship and I've seen her ego get pretty big. And, you know, if if it is the fact that he's being biased, so we're using bias, right? Not racist. If he is <laughs> being biased, then I mean, what we can't say they racist i mean because we don't know for sure but if there is a bias then we don't know how much of that is because of what he feels about her as a person because you know of course we don't get the full picture of nini on the show but from what we see and know what's happening behind the scenes and everything it doesn't really paint the picture of a very you know wonderful person to work with mm-hmm. i do so find I just him, keep that in mind i do find him to be classist almost because Beverly Hills during the reunions I feel like he's very nice to them for the most part and listens to what they say whereas every other city he seems to bark at them and shut them down and I feel like he thinks he's above these women besides Beverly Hills so whether it's race or class or both there is, is something there. Beverly Hills is one of the, the top franchises, right? It does great in the ratings. But Atlanta so does that as could well. Be Atlanta, Atlanta does the, the best. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you, it's 2020. If it is a racial thing, it'll come out. <laughs> and I'm, I'm low-key. I low-key want to see it. I want to see, you know, I mean, if not that I want to see it, but if there is something there to what Nini's saying... Let's Whatever, whatever's there to what all we Nini's need is saying, some leaks from do. some. Yeah, come on, Portia, do it. Some, all we need some is some Nini leaks. <laughs> all we need is some production people or other cast members to say something, and it's like Ellen all over again. It's once the leaks yeah. start in the ship. We'll if it's there, we'll find out. I believe so. Yep, I'm awful. That's gonna be Andy's. Andy's, <laughs> Andy's cover. Okay, we have a lot to get to today. Um, a little later on, we're gonna have a conversation with Sean Williams about Potomac. But speaking of Beverly Hills, let's get into some of the episodes from this week. Okay. Um, we had a secrets revealed episode from Beverly Hills, which I found to be more enjoyable than many of the episodes from the season. Yeah, normally I, I hate the secrets revealed episodes because I feel like it's just a waste. Like the season's over. Let me just I feel like be they've been done good with lately. that. Yeah, but this one, especially, it's better than what they fed us this year. The yeah. biggest topic for me is the scene where we kind of got a peek behind the curtain for how mm. difficult Denise may have potentially been making this season of this show. What what did we think of that? What did we think of the producer kind of being a little? frustrated with her and her seeming kind of distrust of the process of the show. I just don't know why they hide these things from us. The show, all of the cities would be more, much more interesting if they really put the fourth wall breakage up front like that. So for this to be hidden for a Secrets Revealed episode, for the Dorinda stuff to be hidden until a reunion, give it to us during the year, please. I I agree with the Dorinda thing as far as Denise being difficult during filming since it's supposed to not be so scripted like that made it feel like a set like him literally saying that she's late like she that's like telling an actress 
you're late on set every day right. and you don't know your lines. <laughs> and that takes away from when you're supposed to be normal people out with your girlfriends promoting products like spas and trips to Spain. So I get why they don't do it. But I do think the Dorinda video would have helped because that cleared up a lot of what I didn't understand about why Dorinda treated Tinsley the way she Right, did. of course. I had no idea why she did that. And now I know exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. I barely want a fourth wall. I would be happy <laughs> if every scene we saw a grip, we saw... <laughs> A boom mic. I just they I want film to be, in your living room sometimes. Yeah, yeah I want to be taken. <laughs> I want to be taken. To the, in the park. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be taken to the edges with this show. I yeah. want to see everything, and it did. It, what it did was kind of open my eyes to a little bit of why the women were trying to pull the issues that they were having with Denise filming the show, maybe showing up late, maybe not engaging. And what the women tried to do was pull other stories that made sense within the context of the show into the narrative. I'm thinking of, Oh, you can't bring your kids around us anymore. And Oh, Brandy, Brandy said you guys had sex, you're a liar. But both of those stories backfired and it backfired for the show too. So I wonder the show might've had better luck just literally tearing down that fourth wall and saying, you know what, we're going to do a whole season about how difficult Denise is to shoot this show with. Yeah, I would have loved, instead of these storylines that they're milking and aren't going anywhere, I would have loved to see like Erica or whoever, Kyle saying, Denise is being paid $4 million. She's not showing up on time. She's not talking about anything. Yes. Give us that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's that's what I want from the show. And it would make sense because it's Beverly Hills. Right. So sh- give us a show about making a show that I think we could all get behind. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I do get that, but I think the producers looked at it and it was like, it'd be more important to kind of blow our life up and destroy our marriage. <laughs> well. That would be more entertaining, they felt. So Congratulations, they tried to do. Yeah. That's true. I, this is a hard pivot, but I want to talk about Kyle's rings. Incredible. Was this, Kyle of the rings. Yeah. <laughs> was this a missed story that we could have gotten some juice out of on the show? We could have gotten a little bit about the lineage, about the rings being passed down. It could be Kim and Kyle mm-hmm. and not Teddy going <laughs> after the rings. I, I, <laughs> I like the idea of Kyle and Teddy like going off on this epic adventure like Sam and Frodo <laughs> to get these <laughs> rings through the the mystical land of Montecito. Yeah. Like it, it's it, it was fun. I would well, like to see more of that. Maybe not Teddy, but yeah. Yeah. Even that aired Wednesday, and by Monday, there was already a girl on TikTok that said that those hands were her grandmother's and that the rings she's had her whole life and that Kyle's a liar. And then since then, on Monday night this week, that woman who's who owned the rings, she went on Entertainment Tonight to give her side of the story. So in less than a week, we're bringing in all of these people talking about the rings. If that would have actually aired and this would have been on the show, I think we could have had something fun. Yeah, I would have been into it. Me too. I would have been into it. Some missed opportunities in Beverly Hills. So Also, I don't know. You can cut me off if this is going places it shouldn't. But the fact that Kyle took pictures of the rings the night before they were stolen is a little suspicious to me. Did you hear okay. that part? I did not hear that part. Oh, yeah. So the 
when Kyle was explaining the rings and like showed the picture Diane Keaton posted of this fortune teller's rings, Kyle was like, these are the rings that my mother owned to compare. And then she said, I took these pictures of the rings the day before they were stolen from my house. What perfect timing. But why, why would you take a picture of all your jewelry and then it gets robbed the next day? Yeah, that's strange. Something's there. That something is tax fraud. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a bold claim. Allegedly, allegedly. (laughs) Well, let's let's take a trip to the East Coast. Um, This was the third part of the Real Housewives of New York City reunion, and it was enjoyable for me. I, I I have to say, but I don't I don't know. I felt like oh, I thought I I've seen this before. Like, I don't know. I think I I was ready for it to end. But some things that I would want to talk about are Ramona's behavior toward Leah in this part Mm -hmm. made me think we're going to get a very different Ramona next season. A Ramona who is wise to the fact that Leah is the new cool girl. And Ramona is many, many things. But I don't necessarily know that she is, I'll say, unwise about how to be on the show. Mm. And I get the feeling Ramona will be buddied up to Leah and the new cast members, whoever they may be next season, in a way that will be jarring for the audience. But I think she understands what she needs to do to survive. How how did you all feel? I agree. I think that there will definitely be like a Harriet and Maude thing going between Leah and Ramona. (laughs) Yeah. You know, survival. I see that for sure. And I think now that they got that Leah's mother issue stuff out of the way, and I think that Ramona knows who Leah is, even if it wasn't her angle to like, you know, befriend her to have a solid place on the show. I think just as women, I think they got those issues out of the way. And now I know who you are and what you bring to the table. And like, yes, you'll plop your labia on the table, but I can get past it. So will Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Leah, it seems as though she is officially going to be back next year. Uh, I don't think we knew that at the time of recording last week. Leah's back getting a a nice payday for per episode. She's also had a a special that's going to air a one hour special of Leah's greatest moments. I didn't know it was an hour. I believe I, I didn't know that either. I believe it's an hour. This is something that no other housewife or an individual participant on any of these shows has ever gotten. So my question simply is Leah McSweeney, are we overhyping her? What's happening here? The salary bump I think is well-deserved. And I think I that- do too. And I think that she's a fresh face in these women that are closer to their prime than she is in New York. So I think that, especially when Tinsley was here, it was a nice age and power dynamic that was needed for the show. But I don't know that she needs an hour-long special. I don't know what will be used in an hour-long special. Is it just her (laughs) rolling around in the grass screaming? (laughs) Make it. I think you could build a franchise around Leah. And I think that for her to be young, I think she's like the she's the one like millennial housewife that could start her own franchise. Mm-hmm. And here she is basically like revitalizing New York. 
So I think that's why she's getting all this exposure. I enjoy watching her. I enjoy what she does. It's a lot of foolishness, but her opinions, like she, you know, she she has her stuff, but I think she's been delivering so far. And I don't think, that, well, actually, there may be an hour worth of, I mean, like naked and tiki torches and <laughs> picking apart crabs. And yeah, and I'm sure some of it is going to be making out with random, <laughs> like several people she made out with. Like, right. She did a lot in one year. Maybe I don't know. I'll I'll watch it. I like Leah. I like Leah too. I I will say I think it's the second year that housewives get. It's the second or third year where a housewife who's kind of been elevated or praised, the editing comes back around and they start to kind of show maybe the not great parts. And I'll be curious to see how New York is going to handle that with Leah, if they do, or how Beverly Hills will handle that with Garcelle, which I don't actually think they could do. I don't think they should do that. I don't think they would have anything yeah, yeah. to use, really. But but I, we'll she we'll was see. barely there. Yeah, I would like Garcelle to, to be filmed more or be available for filming more in, in her second season. I think next season she'll come and she'll be like ready. She'll be ready to do. I think she knows what to expect now. She'll have probably a bit more time to devote to the show. And I think I'm, I am I have high expectations for Garcelle next season. I do too. I'm excited to see her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a lot to say here, but I just love Sonia. And I thought she was so charming and adorable at the third part of the reunion. She, she, she was. <laughs> STFU. <laughs> She's so cute. Wait, you said something nice. I didn't know to. I didn't know how to handle that. Uh, <laughs> She's just so. Even her placement at the reunion is yeah. just like at the end, at the far end when Tinsley was gone. She's just like, I'm right here. Here I am. <laughs> Did you She's see? So- it was very blink and you miss it. But when um, Dorinda and Ramona were like bumping elbows, they stood up and get, they couldn't hug, so they bumped elbows. It cut to it cut to Sonia, and she was just rubbing one of those apple centerpieces, just in her <laughs> lap, rubbing it like a cat. I don't know why, but I'm glad it was there. What did we feel about, or, or how do we feel about uh, Ramona mentioned just kind of blatantly telling Sonia she was gaining too much weight? I can't speak to how women handle that with other women and what's kind of above board and what's acceptable. It's, it struck me as, as something that would be rude, depending maybe on the relationship. There has to be a better way to kind of get to the real question of that. Right. I, I don't I don't I don't know if I quite know what I'm saying. I think if there's like a weight gain or a weight loss significant weight or a weight loss significant for someone, like the better question might be, you know, is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but that you you're not gonna get that from Ramona. Ramona. Like I've said it before, Ramona is very Trump like. Like I I have rarely seen anybody who embodies so many characteristics of the ego, <laughs> the fakeness, the rudeness, like the lack of taking social cues, inability to pronounce words correctly. Like <laughs> there are so many similarities between them that I'm not surprised on how she's been quiet while the world has been falling apart. Right. Like she's a very let them eat cake type person and she doesn't know how to like be tactful. So I'm not surprised at all. That was rude. It's never there's a i mean there's a better way 
I'm a black person and I thought that was rude. These are white women. Right. What does that tell you? Maybe she can get a job at All In. <laughs> Go All In with Mona. And that's when Sonia started eating hand to mouth. <laughs> like, seriously, like, there's ways that you like, there's especially like, you know, there's tactful ways of talking. Not everybody can handle blunt honesty. And, you know, these aren't women who keep it real. So, so I said. I'm excited to see where these women go from here. Uh, I It doesn't seem to be much of a secret that they're all coming back except Dorinda. So <laughs> not a lot to speculate in terms of casting for next year. Do we know how many new women we're getting? Should be at least two. It should be at least two. I've only heard of one. I would like a few. Yeah. I think we need a few because I think we can start. I think we could start peeling away. <laughs> Maybe Try some out. of some of the older cast members, if we have enough to. Right. Well, even place without them, even without peeling them, in theory, we would be filling Bethany Tinsley and Dorinda's spot. So three that's, would be a wonderful. That's number. true. There are three spots. There are three spots open. Well, we'll see what happens. There's a secrets revealed episode next week. Um, not every city or not every season for every city gets a secrets revealed, but I guess, you know, in the times of COVID, they have right. to have more content. Well, thank God we're getting something. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, let's move on to Potomac, which is the real heart of our episode tonight because it was a big one. It was. It, yes, was. it was. And huge. we are joined... It was huge. We're joined by uh, Sean Williams, a big fan of Potomac, who has <laughs> lots of opinions, as I'm sure we all do. About a super tonight. fan, some might say. <laughs> I, a super I've fan. Heard that. Yeah. Some might I don't say, know if that. I would say that. I've heard that about you, Sean. Um, <laughs> before we get into this week's episode, Sean, just kind of briefly take us through. Um, your history with Potomac. How did you get turned on to the show? And what are your general feelings about this season so far up until what we saw Sunday? I read an article about Potomac because so originally Potomac was, wasn't going to be a real housewives show, right? It was going to, it was a reality. So it was billed as like a reality TV show about etiquette or about like some other organization. And basically through like, basically I had a friend tell me that like, Oh, you would find this system. So I watched Out of Intrigue and, and per a recommendation, and I actually had never seen an episode of Real Housewives prior to Potomac. These women were just so ridiculous. I couldn't, <laughs> like, look, like Karen was, I think I hated Karen the first season, but I was so fascinated by just how delusional she was that I, um, I couldn't look away. It was like a car crash. Um, it was the Black Bill so- Gates for me. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the wigs. It was a bowl claim. Oh <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> um and Ashley eventually called him the broke black Bill Gates, right? And <laughs> she did. <laughs> and Karen the broke Tina Knowles. I love that. So I just kept on watching and I, I've been a fan ever since. I um after I finished Potomac, I think Dallas premiered right after. So it was like I figured I might as well. So I, I got into Dallas too. Oh, um, yeah. You are you're one of the rare birds. Normally when you when you speak to a housewives fan, they either they usually watch all of the legacy cities and they're yeah. slow to kind of turn on to Potomac and Dallas, but you are someone who is solely Potomac and Dallas, which I think yeah. is interesting. Well, well we thank you for your service. I I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you say to that, but <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. But um as to answer your other question, um I've loved Potomac ever since. It gets 
more ridiculous kind of- every season. It's inc- it's I, I this is a bold claim considering that I don't I only watch two of the fran- uh, the cities, but I think this is probably the best franchise. Um, oh, it is. Oh, you're right. And uh, yeah. this is Potomac's golden season. Like I think the women have really. It feels weird because these women are the youngest woman is like 34, but I want to say they're really like coming into their own. I think they have a really great chemistry between the cast. Um, and I, they're just so entertaining. And every week I'm left like cackling at new levels of absurdity. Like what this season we have failed marriages, torn booty holes as uh, Karen would say. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. And they've really yeah. kind of opened up their lives in a way that you don't really get from a lot of the other cities and it's kind of like in in conjunction with the fourth wall breakdown which is which we're kind of getting every week which is great yeah we absolutely are i think it's so clever i think um i think these women have struck the right balance of like inviting us into their personal lives except for maybe karen um but wait you don't you don't think karen has invited us into her personal life I think this whole uh, marriage, uh, like strife storyline, is is fake. Um, I agree. Oh wow! Yeah. I agree. I, I, I feel like she's not. I feel like she's not being honest about what caused this rift between oh. them. Like you know, okay. we we have to act like we didn't hear all the rumors about her cheating beforehand, and now all of a sudden she's not connecting with her husband, and those rumors just went away. And I'm like, nah, there's more to it than that. And poor Ray is like stuck in the middle. Like I said the other night, like leave Ray alone. Like <laughs> leave him alone. He doesn't want any, to be on the show anymore. Any man that's been black for that long, right. tired. <laughs> leave him alone. Tired. Let him wear his old spice, tired. listen to his smooth jazz, <laughs> and stay in his big house. Let him put wear his um let him be. his barbecue sandals. Just let him all that. All that yeah. boat shoes, whatever. Just let him be black do. in peace. Yeah. So I think he had some issues. They had some issues with them within their marriage. And now they're in couples counseling. Right. With but, that woman who really just wants to, um, who wants free promo for her radio. She absolutely has a voice for radio. Okay. I, so I'm hearing this. I took it at face value last night, Sunday's episode that we were just, <laughs> um, kind of dropping into marital problems, but I'm hearing both of you when you're saying we're not getting a full story about why Ray might be shut down in the way that we're seeing just Karen's side of, I don't know why he's shut down, but there might be more to that that we're not kind of hearing. Yeah, where's where's Mr. Blue Eyes? Where's he at? (laughs) Where is he at? I also just truly think Karen just needs a a storyline. Like she... Karen is very careful or tries to be very careful about um, her image and what she lets people into um, mm. about her life. And I think she knows like she needs to have a storyline to be interesting and to get screen time, but she, she's not going to tell she us something be, real. Yeah. She wants yeah, to be she control. Wants to be control. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. I didn't step on that at all. I, I didn't felt bad didn't for either. her. Yeah. I thought it was, she couldn't breathe. She said, right. <laughs> "Yeah, take my mic, take my mic off." It was very reminiscent of Sandra Oh in Grey's Anatomy in that wedding dress. The fight <laughs> directly following the fight directly it. following marriage counseling is very realistic. I like that. I, I mean, I like to think that if I went to marriage counseling, that I would get into a fight with my spouse immediately <laughs> after we left that person's earshot. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
speaking of fights, I can't wait anymore. I'm just going to open it up to the group. What are our thoughts after Sunday's episodes about uh, Monique versus Candace and however you want to enter into that conversation, please do. We can start with you, Sean, if you want to go first as the guest. Please. Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. I almost don't know where to start. Okay, first, I, I feel like I have to preface this with, um, I don't condone violence. I don't. I, I think Monique was dead wrong. Okay, I think it's very clear that this was not Monique's first fight. Um, I think she's had fights before where she was like, okay, I have an issue with you. We can scrap and keep it moving. And I think she thought that like she could have that. She could do that with, uh, with Candace, but clearly not the case. I think it was very interesting. Um, when Wendy, I think it was Wendy who was like, I didn't sign up for this shit because, and I, I think Candace had said this point, made this point as well. She, when she was on the phone with, um, white Chris, where she was like, I, <laughs> she was like, we can fight, argue or whatever all day, but I don't put your hands on people. And I like Candace, I think very much she's this as a job. She knows how to provoke people and how to like make herself out to be the villain and, and get the right amount of screen time, which is bizarre. That, exactly. Right. And so that's actually something else I want to talk about. Yeah. I think Candace knows how to play the game, but I don't think she ever thought that it would get right. That someone would put their hands on her. So while I think Monique was wrong, why well, I, I absolutely can't defend her. I don't know. I think they were coming from two entirely different frameworks. I also, so something I also thought was really interesting was how, how many of the women, and I think they're going to address this in next week's episode too. We're trying to make the point that like, um, this reflected poorly on black women. One, I'm not for black people policing their behavior at all to um, thank you to like placate or appease the white gaze. Like, especially when white people are literally their most violent and fighting in the streets every damn day. Yep. Like, white um, people are very violent right now. <laughs> correct. Incredibly violent. <laughs> and also, continue. I'm it- sorry. No, you're fi- You're good. Please. Wasn't it Jersey that was flipping tables and. Mm-hmm. So, and Among I'm, other things, yes. Right. I'm sure none of <laughs> yeah, those There's women... been a lot of altercations in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. At least three hair pulls in Jersey. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think any of those women are concerned about how this reflects on white women writ large. But um, I do think it's very interesting that uh, that they were all so concerned and that they all kind of bought into those respectability politics. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to victim blame Candace, but I her choice of words was uh, so interesting. She called Monique uh, like a hood rat. Uh, she called her ghetto. And I think Candace has a history of, of saying a lot of classist stuff on the show. Um, that's very much her MO. She posi- like she presents herself as this upper crust, whatever, who's living off of her mom. And I think it's, I, I don't know how, I can't tell anyone how to react to having their hair, hair pulled and having someone threaten them. But just like I think Monique was, was looking for a reason to fight, I think Candace was looking for a, a reason to deride Monique and to like play on those class tensions. And I think it's, I understand this show's about delusional rich women or, or women who want to want people to believe that they're rich. But I, I think spe- specifically because they're black women, there's such a different dimension to like you saying, calling someone a hood rat or so, calling someone ghetto and s- saying that you're beneath them. Yeah, no, I, yeah. that really sucks. Especially, especially when Monique is richer than her. Right. I think what upset me more than even the physical altercation itself was Candace referring to Monique as these things. At the end of the day, Monique is just a human. So she was provoked. Candace knew what buttons to push. She she kept doing it. And then yep. and then she threw these labels on her at the end as a way to villainize her for 
kind of what she was forced to do. A hundred percent. And I, I think it's interesting because like, like I said, you, you can't entirely control your actions when someone's beating you, but she, Candace could have called her all kinds of names. If she just called her a bitch or, or something like right. th- that wouldn't have been racialized or uh, like that wouldn't have, have had that like added dimension of no, you were truly beneath me. Like mm-hmm. this was something Candace was had locked and loaded. And also Donnie, I think it's interesting. You made me think of the fact that um, just like I said, this was not Monique's first scrap. I also don't believe this is the first time that someone's uh, laid their hands on Candace. Well, her mom hit her <laughs> with her the purse did. last year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like this is a woman who gets into altercation. <laughs> right. You can't say you're above it. Like right. Oprah is above fighting, but Oprah doesn't get involved in fist fights. Right. So it's like there's a reason why if you get into a fight on the job, you both get fired. So I agree with everything everyone has said. Let me start. I know this is a little like pearl clutchy. I don't like violence. And I didn't like it when <laughs> Ashley pulled Danielle's hair on New Jersey. I didn't like it when Tamara threw like a wine glass in someone's face on Orange County. I know these are, and I didn't like it when Portia dragged Kenya across the floor at the Atlanta reunion. I, I just. Iconic. Something, <laughs> something about it all of it makes my like raises the hair on me. I don't, I don't love it. I thought what we were going to get was a quick burst of violence. And I found it more disturbing that it was essentially, and there's an argument to be had for how we got there. Of course, 30 seconds of cast and crew having to yell at Monique (laughs) to stop. And if that was the end of it, I would even say that lived within its own moment, but it was the running back into the barn to double down on what she had to finish. That that was it was, it was the not apologizing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say for probably as long as we see her for the rest of the season, no remorse or embarrassment for her involvement in it. And it's the release of a song, which I believe is called Drag Queens. Is it she called came Drag to work. Queens? She came to play, yes. She released a song, so I'm not. She's a not for play too. play. <laughs> wow, yeah. she is not for play play. So that's that's where wow. I, I'm kind of lost with this. wasn't really a moment. This was. I think it's saying you feel, so. You're saying it was pre, you're saying it was premeditated because the song. No, no, no is, not premeditated. I think like there was never a moment. I wanted her to have a "What the fuck did I do?" moment, yeah. and it got more confusing because if it was. If it was because can't, I mean, I know I'm, we're kind of dipping in and out of the show, but if it was because Candace was a part of a plot to make up rumors about her marriage, why did Monique's husband Chris say, I feel bad about that. I like Candace and Chris. It was very confusing to me. And I think it was the never for a moment did I feel like Monique thought I shouldn't have been involved in that. <laughs> and that yeah, was where I'm, I'm like, sorry. oh, this isn't, this isn't. Um, and she kept saying things like, if you if you talk crap, you're gonna get your ass beat, or things like that. We're not talking about two women who like left a TGI Fridays to go into the street to like settle an altercation. There is like a crew and a cast and a level of like liability where you can't have someone involved in those kind of things. This is a, a work environment. This is a, their job. I, yeah, yeah, and that's where I kind of think Exactly. That's where I, I kind of think she's in the wrong. I agree with what everybody else has said. I like I said, I can't condone or say that I 
like what Monique did. I can say that at one point in time, I have done something like that before. <laughs> I was raised by a woman like Monique in that way that, you know, I've seen my mother like punch a woman in the face. It's not great. It's not a good way to solve problems. But for some people, it's all that they know. Mm-hmm. And my father is a lot like <laughs> Black Chris. Everybody likes him. Like he would never have that problem because everybody mm-hmm. loves Chris. So like you get two people like that in that relationship. And of course, it's like night and day as far as dealing with Candace and White Chris. Right. So I, I don't think she was right, but I feel she should have been more remorseful off top. But I don't think it's fair for Robin to sit back and say, like, you know, it's unacceptable when she got very in Monique's face not mm-hmm. long ago and looked like she was ready to wreck shop. I didn't even know Robin had that in her. Right. And to Ashley before that. We have these women. And to Ashley before that. So we have these women who have violent tendencies, whether they actually play out. Last season, Candace threw a knife. Like, this is somebody who gets into, we're like absolving Candace of her Mm -hmm. violent behavior, whether it's insightful behavior or what it is, violent behavior that leads her to be into altercations that lead all the way up to her mama. Yep. So I can't fully be like, oh, Monique, you're wrong. To a certain degree, but also, I mean, I guess Candace is just very slappable. <laughs> I no, don't know I, her. I can't. Yeah. But she brings that out in people. And Monique reminds me a lot of my mother. And that is the kind of woman who will slap your ass. And here I, we are. I'm here for everything Quinn said. I think, like I said, not at all condoning what Monique did. She handled it. She Not Monique was dead wrong, but um, I think it wasn't smart. It wasn't smart either. No, it was. It wasn't smart. It was so stupid, and she uh, had this whole season has looked uh, has come off so poorly. But I think mm-hmm. Monique's very much the type who um, doesn't start anything, but will very much finish it. Yeah. Um, and I yep. think Monique, I think this is how Monique has solved problems in the past, and I fully believe she's had issues with people before. Where it's like, like I said, we can scrap and then keep it moving from here um but you have pearl clutching yeah hypocritical not for it's not working for her anymore it's it no. she's she should have evolved beyond that she should have grown beyond that one last point i want to make is about wendy wendy's Ooh. saying that she didn't sign up for this i'm like you didn't watch the previous seasons <laughs> <laughs> you're completely so you never watched a single <sighs> franchise you didn't know that sometimes things get crazy and physical i've seen you flip out over a baby yeah. So right. imagine what will happen when it's years of them coming at, at you. And for her to play the black girl card, I never said anything about how I feel like she sometimes comes off as the angry black woman. Nobody said that. So why is she saying this about Monique? You're super, you're on CNN and everything, and you're very combative and don't know how to speak to people. How is All that people advancing think. the race? Yeah. Come on now. It's just too, it's just a one-way street with them. But that's my when last you- thought about it. Wendy is on a lot of respectability politics stuff too. Um, That's it's there's something there. Yeah, there's um, I'm, I'm 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 getting whiffs of homophobia and all kinds of stuff off of her, and I'm waiting to see. But it's it's there. Off of Wendy, tell me, I I missed it when they were talking about Ashley's open relationship. Uh, her face when they wanted clarification on whether or not they were open with men or women. Mm-hmm. Look at every woman's face when that question yeah, was on the table. Right. They were cool when it was yeah. a girl. Yeah, yes, they were. Yeah, and That's unless... the silent homophobia in the community. Does anyone... This is something that we're going to be unpacking for the rest of the season, really. About this fight, before we move on to the Ashley and Michael and some other stories, any f- 
final thoughts or I only really like Monique and Candace. We can say who's wrong or whatever about those two in the fight, but the other women that were just viewers of the situation, I think the only one that handled it the way I wish, I mean, Ashley was pooping or whatever. So we don't know. (laughs) We, (laughs) I don't know how she handles it, but Karen is the only one that I feel like truly checked on both sides and wanted the wellness of the group. And she was looking out for that. Giselle and Karen standing to the side like they were sports commentators. Robin. Like, Robin. Who, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Giselle yeah. and Robin. And Robin, Batman and who? Exactly. Robin. Robin is the sidekick. <laughs> and and I mean, I'm sure she's a great wife and a great mother. But in Bravo terms, she's always going to be Giselle's sidekick. And She's a bone collector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's and, like a scrappy teddy. Too soon. <laughs> Yeah. R.I.P. Ted. <laughs> all right, but that's Theobor. all about the fight. No, I had have been skeptical of um, Monique and Chris's like uh, PR campaign for the past few weeks. On haven't they been doing all these Instagram lives trying to tell get out their version of the story? I I was so skeptical because it was like you know when someone's lying, they tend to over-explain themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. entirely yeah. what uh, it felt like. That was entirely what Monique and, and Chris were doing, and a lot of the other cast members really weren't saying much. Like I, I don't fully believe this whole Giselle Robin plotting thing because look, Giselle's messy. Uh, that I, I can't deny. Um, and Giselle can be petty and jealous and spiteful, but I don't know if she would really go that far. Maybe I'm just being naive. I and I also, her, but... I wouldn't put it past her, but I don't see her. Like being that deliberate and intentional, I th- I think Giselle's messy, like in is like an opportunistic messy person. Right. Um, I don't think she would go so far to like yeah. concoct this whole scheme. And I also, it's interesting. I saw some she's interview not, once. She's not oh, smart yeah. enough to put it together. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. But um, <laughs> but I also saw some uh, interview. I think it was them at BravoCon or something. And someone asked, "Is there anything off limits?" Like the cast won't gossip about and Giselle was like, oh, no, we'll talk about just about everything, but we won't. We've all agreed not to gossip about the kids. And so I can't see Giselle really breaking that code, especially with all of her foolishness. Well, yeah, even (laughs) last this week's episode, she wouldn't even talk about her ex's other kids it was yeah. her father that brought it up for us the six or seven <laughs> yeah we didn't the have time. it was Mike only an hour show oh it was incredible we didn't have time for her to talk about all of those kids <laughs> it was time constraints uh, and then there could be a class action suit right <laughs> that truly hot, that hot mic moment was incredible that was iconic it was this what a episode, way to end yeah we were all just so excited for the fight i think we didn't even know everything else this episode was going to deliver you're right it was it was grade a housewives yeah i felt and i've and i have been feeling weird watching the scenes with giselle and her daughters and her ex-husband something it's something i can't put my finger on i don't know it's if like- if it's not real or something feels false to me. To me, it's like when people dress up their dogs in costumes. It's like the dog <laughs> is not down for it, but the dog has to do it. And that's kind of the way her daughters look like. Yeah. They dress up, they look great, but they like they don't want any of that. No. <laughs> I'm sure they love their they dad. They have no control. Is this a storyline for Giselle? She wouldn't use her kids as a storyline. Well, I would hope. I don't know because it's like he said, like earlier, he said that this show is like everybody has all these things going on. Giselle, not to be undone, is going to get back into an old bad relationship 
mm-hmm. just so it's a story. I have no idea why she would want to do that. You were far removed yeah. from it. You were out of that. It's done. Why go back? I don't trust Giselle at all. That's the what she won't do. That's just me. I I agree. She is one of the women on Potomac. One of the only, maybe. I mean, Robin just doesn't have a lot going on. But I always get the <laughs> feeling Giselle, we're watching Giselle through cheesecloth. Like, I feel like there's a... Oh, 100%. There's something yeah. there that she's thrown over what we're able to see of her. And it's not great fashion, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> How do you Let's... find ugly compression pants? How? <laughs> That's why I was so happy that her father was so willing to empty his little teacup and spill for her. Her father pulled up to the table. He was like, what are we having, cookies? Like, he took out his... <laughs> His butter packets, his teacups, he was into it. Let's pivot, uh, lastly, I would say, to Ashley and Michael. Ashley bringing up the topic of a post-nop. What's happening? I screamed when they showed the, like, trailer for coming up after the commercial and she said we need a plan for Dean and I in case this happens again. I literally cheered. Like, it's like... I feel like she's getting this little, right there, yeah. yeah, she's getting this little plan set up. She was going to get herself another child. She's going to get Dean a sibling, more money in this post nup, and then she's going to leave yep. his old ass. It's like Home Alone, but instead of burglars, it's an Australian pervert, and she's just <laughs> she's just setting, setting this trap until he grabs another butt. You know, they say that marriage is like a business contract, and <laughs> that damn sure is the case with the Darbies. Oh my god! It's like they might as well just turn that little living area into a conference room <laughs> and the kids and I, can just as they grow up bring in coffee and, and refreshments and corona the negotiations the official potomac sponsor ashley loves a corona <laughs> she does ashley loves uh, a she's, corona. she's that girl what i love about ashley is she has given us and i think we've discussed this on the show before so if we have forgive me <laughs> Ashley has laid out all the pieces to her life in a way that helps us understand why she is where (laughs) she is with Michael. Now he feeds into the daddy issues. He feeds into the um, uh, economic anxiety that she grew, that she grew up with. It's, it's a very clear, like we got it all. We got it all. Yeah. And I like that transaction. I like that because we're able to understand what we're seeing because she's, she's shown us, how we got there. And that's an, that's an important, that's an important trait in a housewife. I feel like Ashley's an underrated housewife, maybe because she's a little younger, but in terms of laying it all out there, she's great. Yeah. She's truly the most open book. Yeah. Michael's not great. And I would <laughs> like. gross. Yeah. Michael's gross. Yeah, Michael's gross. <laughs> I want, gross. I want Ashley with like a hot 25 year old, like rich doesn't have to mean old and ugly. Ashley will be very rich after this divorce. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she she is making she's making Melania Trump look like an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's showing her how it's done. Mm-hmm. Ashley will be wealthy. Um <laughs> wealthy. Uh, she'll be strolling into in those David years. Guetta concerts We're... looking for <laughs> attracted to whoever she wants. <laughs> 
I loved the detail of a David Guetta concert. We're at a David Guetta concert. Get a con- <laughs> She's an open Like, bar. that's what goes on at those concerts? Right. <laughs> I mean, I made out in a porta potty at a No Doubt concert once, so I understand how we got <laughs> Is that true? Why a porta potty and why not out in front of God and everybody? <laughs> there, was, there was a long there line, a so option. I said, you want to share? And he did. <laughs> that's, <a laughs> that's disgusting. Well... I never said I was a role model. Do we have any final thoughts about Potomac as a whole before we before we go? Are we only halfway through the season? That feels right to me. I think this was episode yeah. nine. Nine. Um, and I, I, I feel like Potomac is probably going to get the what tends to be the max amount, which is somewhere hovers around somewhere eighteen to twenty. So I, I think we're halfway through. So it's wild to me that so much has happened in just half the season so i'm curious what yeah. like where we're headed and we haven't yeah. even got we haven't e- even gotten a um they love a mid-season trailer to tell us what the rest of the season yeah is. and i, I feel, feel like, like that that'll ha- be after the next episode yeah that has to be coming down the pike i want i want an ending yeah, to agree. giselle and uh what's his name who's all over town jamal jamal by the end of this season because this is well he well, likes the ladies. He's fertile yeah. and he doesn't like condoms, apparently. So <laughs> no. this is probably only going to end in another baby. Stay tuned. <sighs> oh, it's so cringy. Though. I want more you for always kids. Just dump her, too. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, also, it's so we, uncomfortable to watch. Can we talk what about did Sherman do to her? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does a 14-year-old want a restaurant for? Oh, my God. And the restaurant closed during the restaurant, Corona. The restaurant closed. The restaurant yeah. failed two health inspections well those those young girls are running of course it will. <laughs> like a bad disney plot <laughs> i'm putting that i'm putting that all on a door that was all she gives zero zero <laughs> he cares the least out of all three <laughs> oh my gosh this was good you guys i think we did it um, <laughs> i think so Mm-mm. i think we did it i think so uh next week we will be joined by our guest Alistair Williams. Uh, Sean, thank you for being with us today. Oh, I was happy uh, to be here. Thanks for having me. Of, of course. course. Um, true delight. Listen, a, a more serious note that we're going to kind of end things on. The election is soon. It's in 36 days. Uh, please register to vote. Tell everyone you care about to make sure they are registered to vote. Your friends, your family. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a little wrote at this point but if you're not participating in the future of democracy you really kind of don't really get to complain about what's happening know that if you want to follow sean anywhere uh you can't because he's completely off the grid he's our own little uh christopher mccandless and if you understood that reference what are you doing here uh but you can follow the pod at know that pod on uh, Instagram. Or you can follow me at Real Donnie Wood on Instagram or Twitter. You can follow me at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. You can follow me at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Bye. Bye.